talk with the six men. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday I gotta be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday We gotta be better, do better, that's every minute, every second Drop a juice, hope you collecting them. The voice of the people, we all gon' get heard. This real feel never clear what I say. Always tuned in, never tuned out. Gotta stay walking, be a sleepwalker. Gotta stand up, got too many stand out. Stay ready, like the six man of the year. We up now. We, we, we up now. Be better than yesterday, I gotta be better than yesterday. No matter if I'm playing six man or star, I'm better than yesterday. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm here with my man. Um, you know, I, I tell everybody all the time that relationships build and they grow in different ways. And I, I'll tell anybody, when I went to Delaware State University, it was one of them situations where... Um, <laughs> it was one of them situations where I was, I, I was a student, but I was a grown man coming to a school trying to figure out, you know, what I was going to do with my life. And I felt like... For a lot of students, they go to school and they try to figure out, you know, where they're going. And some students already got a plan. Some students already got a certain foundation. They already got scholarships. They got all of this stuff. But I didn't have any of that. My only plan was either you go to college or you stay home, you go to jail, or you die. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want that to be the outcome. So when I went to school, I met a lot of people, um, Philly, New York, Jersey, um, Atlanta, um, um, Boston. Um, I mean, I met people from Texas. Um, I met a lot of people, and I just put up a post the other day about relationships, and I feel like a lot of the things that we miss, blessings-wise, is because we don't maintain our relationships with people. So I'm glad that I got my man here today. We're going to break down some educational stuff. This this is going to be an informative discussion, and I want all of y'all to be you know, involved and, and keep your ears on lock. So Mark, Mark Blair of own real estate is here with me today and we're going to talk about um home ownership we're going to talk about building your credit score we're going to talk about legacy we're going to talk about a whole lot of uh, gamut of things and we're going to try to stuff it all in a short amount of time so mark again man i appreciate you doing this man as Thank always you. i know we've been Thank trying you. to you know catch up and do this for a while so you know as we get started as i introduce you just kind of tell people who you are and what you do here at home. Okay, now I appreciate it, Kev. Thanks for um, having uh, the opportunity to just chop it up with you. I love the things that you're doing out here. I've been uh, watching you for a little while, you mm. know, making noise up on that social media platform, and I appreciate the opportunity just to hang out with me today and, and, and share my story. Um, you know, of course, it was always uh, good to meet you, you know, um, you know, while I was at Dell State. When you, when you meet people at Dell State, um, you always, you kind of go off energy, right? And one of the things uh, about you 
that I always respected was the fact that when you stepped on the scene, everybody, if they didn't know who Kevin was, they heard of who Kevin was, you know? And that's a that's a good thing, you know? Because because in life, um, you have to make yourself uh, known in this world. You have to make yourself your presence felt. And, and it was a good energy, you yeah. know? Uh, and, that, and that was it. But again, um, my name is Mark Blair. I'm with uh, Own Real Estate. I'm the broker owner of Own Real Estate. And, uh, you know, I've been, uh, I went to Delaware State, of course, with you. Uh, majored in computer science, and I'm from the Bronx, New York. Uh, majored, in com- majored in computer science, computer. but now you doing real estate. Yeah, yeah you know, major computer science. Mm-hmm. So you know, um, you know, descent parents, uh, Jamaican background. They just basically was telling me to go to school, get that good education, go get that good job, and work hard. So I chose the profession of computer science because um, you know they told me basically that was. Uh, how you're going to make money, right? Mm-hmm. Technology, computers, you know, mm-hmm. that was the next generational wave um, type of thing. So I majored in computer science, got my degree, uh, graduated, went to, um, uh, came working out for Verizon Wireless as a engineer. Um, okay. And as soon as I uh, started with, um, you know, Verizon, I did that for 18 years, okay. you know, believe it or not. Um, but uh, when I got out of school, I got with a company um, that started to teach like wealth creation. Okay. When I started to learn wealth creation and how uh, we talked about how money works and how finances work, um, I became a student. I started to be intrigued. Mm. Um, I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way. It was more so I started to get frustrated with why I went to school. When they started teaching me you how money worked, you saying right? Something. So when 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 I got frustrated, it was more like, man, I wasted all this money, but it really it really wasn't a waste. Um, I think school is a is a good platform for networking. Right. It's a good platform to build relationships right. because it, without that, it, you will struggle still having um, greatness or whatever or business whatever type of situation is. So. Um, got my real estate license in 2003. Okay. Uh, got my first property in 2002 uh, and made a boatload of money um, in the real estate business because 2003 to 2006, it was, it was just- It was a balloon. Balloon, yeah. push papers. I'm here. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know how, how to write contracts and I was just pushing paper. So I made a boatload of money doing that. And at the same time, I was still working a job. Okay. Um, so once the boom uh, stopped, then that's when my money stopped. Oh, wow. You know, and I was like, hold on. Okay, I guess this doesn't work. So now I needed to figure out how real estate worked because I still ain't have no coach, no mentor, right. no nothing. Um, so I didn't know what was going on. So I ended up going back to the job. Well, I was on a job, but I ended up focusing back on the job. Simultaneously, I still started to... Um, I still started to understand money and still was understanding money to the point where I ended up buying. Um, I bought an IHOP in St. Croix, um, ended up uh, bought uh, buildings in Baltimore, renovated from bottom to up, top, um, flipped property. I've done all those things. The problem with that was that when you make money and you invest these things, the problem is you still need to what? Make some money, mm-hmm. right? So anytime I spent all that as a, from an investment, right. you now broke again, right. right? So you still you still in that rat race to say, okay, yeah, I did all these things, I have all these things, but I still don't have no money. I still got to go to work, wow. and I'm still doing a nine to five, wow. right? So it was just it, it was just it was like hmm. So then in 2010, when the market started to come back, I said, you know what? I got this real estate license. I said this real estate license is here. I need to see what's going on to be able to push and take me to another level. Okay. 
the problem was I said, okay, let me go find out who's in my office and go find them and be able to uh, reach out and ask for help, right? Reach out, what's your success? How you, what are you doing? Because you sell 80 homes a year. You sell 40 homes a year. What are you doing? Right. They were giving me little tidbits, you know? Yeah, uh, call your database, you know, uh, send them an email. And I'm like, this don't, you can't sell 80 homes like this. Just in my head, just processing like, I don't know if this is all true, mm -hmm. right? That little, those little nuggets, yes, you have to do those things, but that's not what's taking you to this next level. So anyway, long story short, I ended up, um, got an email one day um, while I was working a job. Got an email saying that this national sales train is coming to town. I said, you know what, let me go see what's going on. Man, I sat down with that guy. His name is Johnny Lowy. He's, uh, you know, that's my dear friend. He's uh, started a company down there in Florida as well, and you guys seen it on oh. um, on uh, uh, social media when I first uh, launched as right. well. But that was right. my coach. That's my mentor. Okay. Still my coach mentor today. And when I sat down and heard his pitch, I said, hmm. There was about 14 of us in the room. I said, after I heard his pitch, I called the wife. I said, babe. I said, I don't know who this little guy is. <laughs> I don't know who this little man is, but I'm going to tell you like this. Whatever, that man, what he just said, I ain't never heard before in my life. Right. She was like, yeah. I said, I said, I said, said you feeling it? I said, yeah, I'm feeling it. I got to take his class. I said, the problem is, it's from 9 to 2, Tuesdays and Thursdays, for 10 straight weeks. Mm. I still work a full-time job. Right. Right? So now I'm like, hold on. I got to figure out how to make it to these classes from 9 to 2. The sacrifice. You know, the sacrifice and all that kind of mm -hmm. thing, you know. So shout out to Verizon, too, you know what I'm saying, for knowing that I did that on the clock. Mm -hmm. But so when I took the class, so I took the class from July to November. I would normally average around 30, um, rank 30 out of like 70 agents in my office at the time. Normally, mm -hmm. I'll probably make anywhere between $800 on a, on a bad, bad year. To like maybe five grand. Okay. Normal. That was a normal routine and still had a job and still doing money and all that kind of stuff. That that I took his class in July. From July to November, I closed one point five million in transactions. Okay. Ended up making eighty grand that year before okay. I finished off that year. I finished number seven in that office. From thirty. From thirty. Okay. Finished number seven. The following year after that, the the whole year to do that, I finished five in the office. I made a hundred and thirty grand. Okay. Right? The following year after that, third, since my third year now, I finished three in the office. I made almost $200,000. Mm. Right? While I still worked a full-time job. So when people tell you in real estate that you do this part-time, that part-time is banned in my office. Nobody can say they do real estate part-time. You are a dual career agent. Okay. You are not part-time. There's okay. no way. Because if, if you tell yourself mentally that you're part-time, guess what you're going to do? You're gonna operate part time. That's true. Right? You know, so um, so when I made the almost a quarter million, I said, you know what? I said, hmm. Wife Ben tried to push me out. Mm -hmm. Dude, do this. You know, and I'm like, nah, hold on a second. You know, this is good, but we're good. Kids in private school, wife works, I work, I work a job, make more money in real estate than I do on a, a Verizon engineering job. Right. You know, and, and so it wasn't really about that, but it was like, okay. So in 2016, I started to teach the money and finances. We'll, we'll go into that a little later. Uh, just on a home ownership, telling my story, um, I started to teach the, the 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 wealth creation piece to my circle because I was like, this stuff I have, I'm right. still a student. I gotta start sharing this. Right. There's more information buried six feet under than it is here on earth. Right. right. So I can't be another stat that's gonna take all this information that I have and not pass it down right. for people to leave that down for generations right. and generations. Right. So I said, you know what? So I started to share it to the fam. Once the fam started to 
appreciate and respect and wanted to tag along. Like, yes, what you're doing is great. I was like, man, we got something, babe. So my coach was telling me to open up a team. I said, I don't want a team. You know, I didn't want a team. I didn't want to be just known as a team lead or nothing like that, you know, for whatever little portion of small, you know, teams are just a smaller brokerage of a brokerage, right? I didn't really want that. I was looking for making a real huge impact to a community and things of that nature, right? So that's what that's what I focused on. And I said, I didn't want a team. But then when he went to open up the, um, when he went to open up his brokerage, he said, hey, listen, I got a brokerage, you know, kind of thing. I said, hmm. I said, well, he said, what'd you think about opening up brokerage? I said, nah, I could do that. Right. I could do a brokerage because why? Now, I got the money side of it right. on the wealth creation tip that I could reach out to the masses. Right. And now I have also what? The secret ingredient that no brokers is sharing about the real estate side on how to go from making $5,000 a year to a quarter million dollars a year mm. while working real estate and doing a dual career. Right. Right. So that's kind of like my story on why I'm here and why I opened up. So that's what's up. So I know I know on um on, on Instagram and Facebook you started doing, you know, little um coaching tips, mm-hmm. so to speak. You know, because I feel like, you know, information is power, but also, you know, a lot of people would say, well, it's that resource. We don't have a resource. Even though we do have resources more now than we ever had, you know, in terms of Google you know, in terms of the internet, and I mean, even old school, the library. I mean, mm-hmm. I go to the library sometimes just because I can go, just because I got a, a car, just because I can go in there and go in there. And, I mean, I just do it just because, and I feel like, why don't more people do it just because? Why don't more people search out, you know, information just because? So when we start talking about home ownership, it's a, it's a, it's a gamut of things that people, you know, a, a gamut of myths, mm-hmm. a gamut of mm-hmm. things that mm-hmm. people say that can't happen. So in terms of home ownership, mm-hmm. you know, I was reading and, you know, just, just listening to a few things and I saw a couple of things that ran out, ran across my head. So one of the myths that people talk about is um, you're better off buying a home versus renting. And then it was, a, it, was a, it was a statement that said that both of these statements are false. The truth is sometimes you're better off renting and sometimes you're better off buying. Mm. Anyone who says renting is always better is giving you bad advice. Mm. How you feel about that? That's um there's 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 underlying um truth to both. Um when you look at what we've been taught, the American dream is to buy a house. Once you buy a house, you've become successful. Right, you able you're able to uh, build wealth. Right, you know, gain equity, get tax breaks, things right. of that nature. That's true. Right. Um, the the part that they call false to that concept is if that means that you have to wake up every single morning and go to a job to pay for that house. Now you're trading time for money. Now that becomes false mm. because now. If something happens to that job, you now have a home that you can't pay for, which you call the asset, which is not really an asset because it still owns the still uh, belongs to the bank. Mm. And as long as it still belongs to the bank, it's not yours. Mm. So unless you bought it outright to where if you lost your job, you still don't have to worry about a note. Now they're talking about that's where the house becomes an asset Mm. or the flip side of it or you buy the house. The bank loans you the money, but then you take somebody and put a renter in there that's going to pay you a note that's bigger than your mortgage that you got to pay back to Bank of America. So, for example, if your note is $1,000 for simplicity and you rent it out for $1,200, 
that means that the bank's gonna get their thousand and you're gonna get the 200, yeah. right? That's when that becomes an asset. So when they're telling you the myth of it's not really an asset, that is true if it's the home that you live in, right? Right. So, but if it's not, if it's a home that, um, if you live in it, but guess what? If somebody, you make enough money from your businesses or whatever other properties that you have or whatever type, because real estate is just where it's at. That's the, that, that's, that will never go anywhere. Okay. Right? So if you're making enough money from all of these other different streams that pay for where you live, then that's fine too. Right. So that's what they're talking about. So there's another myth that people say, you know, renters don't pay taxes or insurance. But it says in many articles, um, touting renters over a home ownership is a common claim that is renters don't pay taxes but homeowners do. That's simply false. So is it true that um that when you when you rent, I mean there is a tax acquired with that rent. It's just not itemized as it would be, you know, on a legal form when you're when you're doing your mortgage payment. So is it so and, and I also heard somebody saying, um I believe it was uh I believe it was uh, Kamala Harris. She was basically saying that she's trying to change the credit system where you know your renter your your renter history paying can be you know can boost your credit your mm-hmm. paying your, your your cell phone bill and things of that nature so that's this myth was kind of what made me kind of think about that so what do you what, what do you say to that so one those are two those are two two questions yeah. um in itself tax breaks um when you're renting um, you do not get any tax deductions. It's money just being spent. Um, the person who gets gets the tax deductions is the person that you're paying the rent to. For example, um, your landlord, you're in an apartment complex of 100 units. You pay your rent of $1,000 every single month. Mm-hmm. In this area, we know it's 15, 18, 2,000. Yeah. I'm being nice. One, one bedroom. I'm being nice. Studio, 700, you know? 700 square feet. Dude, I thought New York was bad. Y'all just as bad out here, you right, know? So, right. um, but yeah, so what you end up paying, you, so when you pay, let's just say $1,800 a month, that's about $21,600 a year. That does, that is not a tax deduction. That's money spent. That's $21,600 spent. Right. Um, so you don't get a tax deduction on that. When you own a house, what people don't realize, and this is this is another secret. What we do here is we show people how you can own a home, paying the same amount that you're paying in rent. Okay. To be able to maximize on the benefits of owning a home. Okay. That right. Makes sense. So so people struggle oh, eighteen hundred dollars or two thousand dollars. If I could show you how you can own a home, spend, spend, spending the same two thousand dollars that you're spending in rent. Would you meet with me in my office? Absolutely. Right? That's the whole thing. That's why, I mean, that's that's, a, <laughs> that's really why I'm here, but that's, I, I figured I would try to get the, the information, information out yeah, because yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. You know, I know a lot of people, you know, um, you know, I'm very resourceful, but I'm at the point now where if, if I do have this platform, I need to try to use it as wisely as right. I can. Nah, and, and, and you're doing a you're doing a great job with that, and and that's what we're showing people on that side. On the flip side of it, on the when you own a home, the tax break comes from many things above and beyond, but I'm gonna keep it simple today. The tax break comes from the interest. So what we don't factor when we buy homes is the amount of interest that you pay. Okay. What we don't factor factor in in the world 
is how much interest we pay altogether. Forget home. I'm talking about credit cards. I'm talking about student loans. I'm talking, to, I'm talking about car payments, right? The interest, we focus on debt. Nobody focuses on interest, and that's we can go deep on that too. That's a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. But let's just say for giggles, when you buy a house and it's a $2,000 note, if you're paying $2,000 rent, you spend your, your, your principal interest, taxes, and insurance. There's four, there's four quadrants to those, right? Mm -hmm. Principal, money that goes to principal, interest, money that goes to interest, taxes, money that goes to taxes, and insurance. They call it PITI, okay. right? PITI. When you pay your mortgage, your mortgage is applied to your interest and your principal, principal and interest. The problem is, out of that two thousand dollars, eighteen hundred of that is going to interest. Two hundred of that is going to principal, which is why when you buy a house for two hundred thousand dollars, you end up paying five hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Okay. Right. Got because it. of that, that stagnant. So you're okay. always going to be, and why they keep you out there for thirty years, yes, and right. you can't, right? So it's that aspect of the <clears> eighteen. So when people focused on that interest column and figure out a way to accelerate that process now you want something right right now you want something so but then you still have the taxes and insurance at that point taxes is going to be based on the property those are deductions as well insurance maybe maybe not depending on your cpa and your status right, right? but um the interest is what you are using to offset your income from your job gotcha so for example if somebody makes $100,000, and I talked about this in a 401k episode that I had last week. If somebody makes $100,000 and you have interest of $20,000 from the home, mm -hmm. you now get to deduct $20,000 from that $100,000. So now you're getting taxed on not the 100, you're getting taxed on the 80. Mm. Right? So now you got $20,000 of free savings that mm. you would have never had if you rented. Right, so those are the beautiful things. Wow, you don't know it, it doesn't work dollar for dollar. That's the thing. People, oh, 20 grand. Oh, that's 20 grand that to me. No, 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 no. That's why everything is more on a scale, gotcha. like what class you are, what uh, what tax wow. bracket, what tax bracket you in, and stuff like wow. that. But, but those are those are important. But, but but one of the things you said too about information, mm -hmm. I think that I think the issue, and this is my opinion, I think the issue is with information is if there's anything extra that I need to do. I'm already busy, Kev. I got a family. I got a wife. I got kids. I got to cook. I got to clean. I got to go. I got to pick them up. I got, to, I got football. I got For basketball. Sure. Yo, you mean to tell me now I need to go to the library and go look up information? Right. Nah. Right. Nah. I don't have that time. Right. But if I come across somebody that I could scroll on social media that right. gives out this information Makes on a regular and I could just pick up, pick his brain and all that kind of stuff and right. be able to, and then if they, if they capture my attention enough, now I could go ahead and, you know, follow them, you know, get their book, right. you know, and, and study them and right. now become a student. Now that person becomes my coach, my mentor. And now right. we on to something. Right. So it's going to it takes a while. It takes, you know, somebody seven, eight times before they really, you know, uh, gravitate to somebody exactly. and move on. So there's another myth about you need to have 20 percent down for your mortgage. Some people say, generally speaking, 20 percent takes care of it. But who literally has 20 percent? to put down versus getting a loan. Right. So kind of if somebody does have the 20% to put down, do they still get a loan or do they take the 20% down that they have liquid to put down on the house or how does that so, how does that look? Yeah, you want to something, Kev, man. Um, the 20% down really deals with more so of investors, you know, um, not really first-time home buyers. Okay. We, those are different categories. Okay. Um, investors, what happened was, and I'll give you a quick, a quick background of what took place. Um, 
you know, with even the foreclosure thing that took place on the, on the bubble and all that right. kind of took place. Right. Let's talk about that real quick. What happened was they were lending out money very freely, right? <laughs> um, to investors, primary owners, everybody was getting a loan. Do we do we just say who it was? Wells Fargo? Do it was, we just put them out? Well, nah, we don't want to just say Wells Fargo. It was everybody. <laughs> everybody it was right. everybody, right, you know, right. um, you know, to the point where that's how I made money and I didn't know how to sell real estate. Right. I'm just pushing paper. Right. Um, but when 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 that was taking place, when the when they was pushing paper and those people was taking a loan um, um, to be able to uh, get those type of houses, it came to the point where they couldn't pay for it, right? And when they couldn't pay for it, the banks was taking those houses back. When you were an investor, you had to pay that money back. Mm -hmm. Because why? You already bought it. As an investment, you didn't buy it to live in there, so there was no benefit. So when Obama came out with the with the with that uh, save your house type of type of approach that helped the people who owned a home and lived in it, they had the different benefits of living in a home versus those renting in a home. But there's a lot of people that um, got hurt. I mean, well, I know there's a lot of older people that's getting hurt from the uh, reverse mortgage, though. So let's let's stick to this. The reverse mortgage is a whole nother issue too. Okay. Right. But let's just stick to the to the to the twenty percent down. Okay. And um, let's talk about that. So um, the 20% down deals with investments, typically somebody on a second or third or fourth home. Okay. When you're talking about a primary person, somebody who wants to own a home um, for themselves at a first time home buyer or then wants to upgrade to another home and purchase, you have uh, FHA, which is um, you know a, a program that is used only for three and a half percent down. Okay. So it'll only take three and a half percent down. So on a hundred thousand dollar house, you're talking about thirty five hundred dollars, right? Right for down payment. Right. Um, but then down payment also, you then have your closing costs and your you know those fees and stuff like that that's associated with it. But um, so three and a half percent down is really the number. The yeah, the twenty percent is more so investors and and things like that. So so would you say would you? It was some people say. I mean, this is a myth. Would you say that it is? It, a long-term investment to, to purchase a home, or would you say that it's not? That goes into creative financing, and it all goes into the individual. Okay. Um, we want to encourage um, people, agents in my office. I encourage my agents. I encourage their clients to be able to always build on their legacy, right? Um, when you buy a home and hold you are built you have a benefit of being able to maximize on building equity you build equity two ways you build equity by paying down on that principal mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. by staying in the home mm -hmm. and you build equity on the appreciation of the market doing what it does without you doing anything right. so that gap between those two places Leaves a lot of and, wealth building. And is that where the comps come in? Where they, where people, where like, if somebody's selling, a, well, if you plan on selling your house and three other houses in your neighborhood sold for this amount, then your house is kind of, you know, within, within that. Within that, okay. that same. So, so okay. comps comparable uh, market analysis okay. is kind of where where that is. And um, as they call it, CMAs. Um, yeah, you do an evaluation of the area and, you know, like for like type homes mm -hmm. and you, you build equity that way. So, so to answer your question, yes, I think. I think holding is definitely the the wealth building approach. Um, 
but owning is the must approach. Now, what, would you say home ownership is the best way to build wealth? Real estate. Not, not home ownership. Home ownership, people look at that differently, i.e. the American dream. People could live in a house and pay 30 years and never rent it out, never anything, and you thought you built wealth because you paid down, built equity on that kind of stuff, but that, that's money that you spent. Right. That money that you that you will, right? When you buy for 200000 you end up paying 500000 Guess how much you paid at 30 years? $500,000. Right. So if that house is not worth five hundred, or let's just say the house is worth five hundred, now you broke even. Right. Yeah. Is that well? Or do you break even? <laughs> right. That equity was just part of the right. process from holding it that long. Right. And I'm, and then and then I see and I mean and this is no no pun intended to any of the people that I know, but I see these people with these big houses, these cars, and all of that. And I mean and I'm and and the more I learn, it's just like. You know, I hate to say this, but it's almost like when you see these white folks, and and I and, and when I worked for Pella, shout out to Pella. When I worked for Pella, even though I don't work there anymore, I learned a lot from right. Pella because I delivered the windows, I delivered a lot of the building materials for the, um, you know, the um, the, the new stuff that they mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. the, the uh, material material that mm -hmm. they was going like it was houses already new. People were putting in new windows, but then there was houses that, that people already had up, and then they were building additions. So I was asking so many different questions, contractors, builders. I was asking mm -hmm. so much stuff. But as I'm walking around and I'm seeing these houses, they're a million dollars, you know, $2 million, and the homeowners are driving Camrys. Right. The homeowners are driving old, you know what I mean? But us, and I had to say us, you know, we get us a house that's 500000 compared to them having a one point. Three million dollar house, they buying, they driving a Camry. But if we get a five hundred thousand dollar house, we driving a, a SC five hundred, right? Or, or, or you know, Range Rover. It's like I don't. That's the part that I don't understand. When, when you just broke down what you broke down in terms of it not being anything where it's going to be a profit to you, right? It's just, it's just a break even it's type break thing. Even, so now right. you still struggling because now you got to pay both these car notes because right. clearly you ain't paid for them flat out, right? Because you got a loan for your house. So right. it's just like. It's some of these things that I look at now, and I'm like, my F-150, it got to be, it got to be running for the next <laughs> 200,000 yeah, miles. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, two, two, that's right, where I'm right, at now. Right. And mindset-wise, I'm like, you know, I got a five-year-old, you know, mm -hmm. that where I'm starting all over again. Mm -hmm. My oldest daughter is 24. A lot mm -hmm. of people don't know that. But okay. it's like now I got to start over for her because, I mean, now it's like, what do I do? Can I make sure, can I make sure that, you know, I'm set up for her? I mean, how do I do that? So I think now... You know, in my 40s, if I do start making some, you know, real decisions, I want to make them clearly right. and make them, you know, uh, what, what's, what's the word, financially as responsible as I can. That is, that's the number one issue. Once we understand, and I did a little um, breakdown on the, on the, with my kids to going to the bank, just giving like little things like that, but... You just have to understand what an asset is versus what a liability is. Okay. And it's real simple, very, very basic. Okay. Assets put money in your pocket. Okay. Liabilities take money out your pocket. That's it. Okay. So when somebody tells so you- plus I, and minus. When somebody tells you my house is an asset, are you- Collecting money monthly to pay for that mortgage that you are paying, right. that you live in. Right. If the answer is yes, then it is an asset. Right. If the answer is no, that you have to go to work to pay for that, then it's not. 
people will get frustrated, they'll get mad because the American dream still has us believing that it is, which is why many, many millionaires, when they live in it and they buy the one point, they buy that as a business investment. Yeah, that's true. That's a business, that's an investment. Not to mention, they probably not paying for that. Right. Their business is paying for that. Right. The reason why they got the Camry is because they don't want to pay. They don't want to pay for that because it's not going to generate right. enough income for them, right? right? So it's not really a. Um, it, it's it's not going to put money in their pocket as a business person to leave their legacy for the kids. So assets put money in your pocket, liability take money out your pocket. So when they buy those cars, you bought it yourself, and it's okay to buy cars, right? Right? We're not saying not to do that. Right. We're just saying why don't you get somebody else to pay for it, right? That's the mindset. That's the shift, right? right. So, and, and we, we as a culture, we as a community, have to help our young people who don't have that proper mentorship and coaching to be able to, you know, understand, get somebody else to do it. Well, right. how do we do? We we natural born hustlers, right? By default, we always hustle. We'll hustle and, and go sell uh, uh, lemonade. We'll yep. sell water. We'll Whatever. sell. We do that all already, mm-hmm. right? Just by when when we had it little, you know, when we were little. And they gave us the uh, chocolate to go sell for the and push for the fundraisers. Right. We went and knocked on doors. Yeah. Right. That that right there is business. Yeah. Right. Those are teaching moments that you just kind of you got to encourage those kids to keep pushing that way. Right. Okay. Don't just use this fundraiser one. Now you need to go generate. Go back in your room. Go generate something that you think about, and then go back through those doors and knock every single week to the point where they get to know. Oh, at seven thirty at Tuesday, they go little calf. Right. <laughs> right. Little Kev, what he got now, Little Kev? Right, little Kev, right. I ain't mess with you for another month. But right. not there's so many more doors for Duck you to, to knock, knock on, on that you gonna get everybody every single month that's to the point where they'll start. You know, it's a it's a mindset, man, and that's that's where greatness comes in as teaching moments for these little kids to understand that when they go to school, it's like, all right, cool, but my path is to go get my own. Right. That's true. now you gotta worry about somebody telling you what time to come in and out. Right. Hey, so look, we're going to take a little break, y'all. I mean, that was just a tidbit of the home ownership part with my man, Mark Blair, man. I'm glad that I had the opportunity to do this. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Mm. So on Saturday, I had my, uh, took my wife to the bank um, to do a deposit and understand how the deposit works and how the bank works. And in my caption, I have stated that my money is not left or kept in the bank, right? And here's the reason why. I told you guys you have to learn and play by the rules. And there's rules in this game of money, right? There's rules. And there's a rule called Rule of 72. Rule of 72 is a linear effect. It is not work on, it does not work on compounding. It only works one time for a one-time investment. So if you take the number 72 and you divide that by any interest rate that you are going to get in the market, anywhere you're gonna get savings, whatever it is. Take the number 72, divide it by the interest rate, and this is the number of years that your money will double. That's how it works. It's called the rule of 72. So today's interest rates is rates about 2%, 2.1%. 72 divided by two is what? 36 years. So in 36 years, your money's gonna double. So if I gave you a dollar today, if I'm getting 2%, which is what the banks are giving you, in 36 years, they'll give me back $2, right? That's how it works. Would you guys do that deal if you knew that that was the case? No, but you got a lot of money in the banks. Now, let's just say, for example, you find a vehicle that from the bank or whatever the situation is, and you're getting a 6% rate of return, right? 
72 divided by 6 is what? 12. 12. Right? Every 12 years, your money doubles. Right? Every 12 years. So if you put, for example, $10,000 in to a vehicle called the bank, they said that they're going to give you 6%. Well, we know that's not the case. They're only giving you 2. That means 12 years from now, they're going to give you $20,000. Right? And in 24 years from now, you're going to have $40,000, right? But at this point, this 6% vehicle, there's only what? One stock market, right? There's no left market, no right market. It's one stock market. So they go, and they know the rule of 72, and they, they find a vehicle giving them 12%. So that means their money doubles every what? 72 divided by 12 is what? Six. So every six years, the money doubles. So they took your $10,000, that you loaned, they borrowed your $10,000 that you left in the bank. They gave it to this investor that needed to borrow money, which is why you do go to the bank, right? And then they know that their money's gonna double every what? Six years. So six years from now, they made 20. 12 years from now, they're at $40,000. 18 years from now, they're at $80,000, right? 24 years from now, they're at $160,000. But, this money is not what? Their money. This money belongs to you. So that 160 minus the 40 that they owed you, that's $120,000 that they made on your money, right? Which is called opportunity cost. So like I told you already, we're here at Own Real Estate. We're over here changing lives. We're making sure that we're giving people vehicles on way to be able to understand wealth creation, business ownership. Reach out. Holler at us at Own Real Estate. This is where you can find us at ownrealestateglobal.com. Mark Blair, Money Coach MB, 301-785-2197. And I will show you exactly where you need to put your money. So a lot of people do talk about, um, you know, building that safety net. A lot of people talk about, you know, building wealth. A lot of people talk about, you know, having that financial, that solid financial future. But there's a lot of people who really don't know how to do it. And like you were explaining, you know, the difference between, you know, that 20% for a home versus a regular, you know, person who's just buying a home to live in. Mm -hmm. That's a difference. Right. So what is the difference between people that say that, you know, they have a good credit score or they don't know how to, you know, get a, you know, build their credit score back up because I mean, it's people out here that's, you know, starting over like myself, you know, um, you know, divorce, you know, trying to pay all these bills off now by yourself, you know, what what are some of the inspirations or some of the encouragement that you can give people to try to give them a chance or opportunity that they they can win by building their credit so that way they can kind of get into a different realm of some different things happening to them. One of the things that I, I, which is really different, people like to be in control of everything. They want to. Is, is that for marriage too? That's mar I mean, that's just marriage. That's, I mean, people right. just like to be in control, especially your finances. Right. Uh, when you talk about finances, to me, finances is the elephant in the room when you talk amongst people. I had the same conversation, and I'm gonna come back to your stuff. I had the same conversation with different people, and I said to the wife actually one time, I said, babe, how come people do not share with other people at their job how much money they make? Oh, wow. I said, that's an elephant in the room. 
I said, I'm going to tell somebody or anybody, if you ask me how much money I make, I will tell you how much money I make. Why? Because you can't spend my money. That's a true statement. You can't spend it. I can tell you I make $250,000. I make $400,000 a year. You can't spend my money. So what is the problem? I look at it as if you are on a job and you have the, and you, when you start talking about finances again, and I'm with a coworker <laughs> and we're in the same position. Hey, Kev, how much money you make? I make 85000 How much you make? I make ninety five, or I make one hundred five. Dude, you're doing the same thing I make. Awesome. Now, that's called what? Leverage. Okay. Right? Leverage is going to allow you to do what now? Now, without throwing nobody under the bus, now you got to teach, teach etiquette at that point, right. right? You know what I'm saying? Don't throw nobody under the bus, but go state your case. Right. Now you have something to stand on because now you have your privy to what's going on to be able to enhance yourself. Mm. Right? People don't look at that. So everybody's quiet. Everybody's zip. Everybody tied, you know, to, the, to, that, to that financial side of it. The, the problem when you start talking about um, um, building wealth, people have to understand that when, when you talk about money and finances, when you understand how it works, you will start to share a lot of those 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 um, mishaps or misunderstandings. When you start right. talking about credit, it goes back to people finding coaches and mentors to walk you through. Because why? When people have challenges with their credit or money and trying to get out of situations, that's that's called a mess. Right. Right. People want to fix their own mess. Right. When you right. clean your room, you want to clean your own room. Right. But if you hired somebody. To go clean a room for you, they'll probably do a better, and they specialize in it, they'll probably do a, a 10, 20, 30 time uh, job better than you. It just had to pay for it. Right. And not to mention that, so, so you get with a coach, you get with a mentor to help you understand that you can't just pay everything off. Right. Because why? You have a, a X axis and a Y axis to the point where it's time and interest, time and money, right? Okay. So, just because you paid this off, the significance of paying this off has no weight bearing right. on your situation. Right. You wouldn't have known that, but because that number looked so much different, right. you want to hurry up and attack that. Right. Which is why people, when they get their tax refund, what they do, they go take <clears throat> that and go pay off their biggest debt. Mm -hmm. When the problem is it was associated to interest to the point where if you paid, if you paying that off, you saved about four hundred dollars in interest. But if you went ahead and took that and paid that on the house, you probably saved about forty thousand dollars in interest. Right. But because you talk of interest, you don't see that. Right. You only experience it once you finish through maturity and time. Right. Right. That's a whole different. It goes deep, man. Wow. And um, you know, but so I, I think personally, I think people should be guided and coached as to what to pay off and when to pay off because everything ain't equal and it's all weighted, and, not the same. And, and I mean, even just for me, I feel like it's times where, you know, you're trying to, and, and, and I'm glad you said that because I feel like at times you look at the most important thing and you try to pay that off or you look at the biggest number and you try to bring it down, but that biggest number might not be as important as something else. So it's just like you say, it's kind of that's, learning, that's educate, yeah. right, learning what that's you need it. to pay, that's how to powerful. pay. That's powerful. Keep that in your head right. forever because now, for example, you got a you got a credit card bill for five thousand dollars. The interest on that, the interest rate on that is nineteen percent. That sounds about right. right. Sound about right, right. <laughs> right. Then you have another 
uh, credit card, let's say $50,000. Okay. Okay. And that interest rate is 9%. Okay. Right? You got a five that you got a refund now for five grand that could pay that off right there. So now on that payment, that payment on the five thousand, you're probably talking about a hundred and forty-five dollars. Okay. Okay. Let's say a hundred, hundred, hundred and fifty dollars. Right? Is okay. that payment to, to satisfy that five thousand? The payment over there for fifty grand, you're probably talking about thirteen hundred dollars. Okay. Right? I got a five thousand dollar check. I could spend this five thousand dollars and be done with that. Right. Right. But now, if you if you if you do the interest, if you do the nineteen percent on the five down on the five grand, you're probably talking about what? We could do the math on that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We could do the we could do the math on it because the numbers the numbers look scary and look larger. But when you do the math on it, right, five thousand times nineteen percent that's nine hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. Right. Did I do that right? Nineteen. Hold on. Once. Hold on. No. 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 Nineteen. Nineteen percent. Times point nineteen point oh. Yeah, that's not that's right, nine hundred fifty dollars. Mm. So you got nine hundred and fifty dollars in interest. Mm. Right? By paying that off, you save nine hundred and fifty dollars. Right. Whereas if I took that same five thousand dollars and put it down on that on that 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 fifty thousand dollar uh, uh payment right there, yeah, that's only gonna take you down to Right? 46. Right. Right? Or whatever situation is. Right. But you saved on that 9%. You saved paying an extra $15,000. Right. Because the interest on 50000 is a lot higher than the interest on five grand. Right. Right? We don't know that. We want to just be done with the $150 payment. Right. Dude, keep that $150 payment. Right. Right? Keep that. Th- it's, a, it's, it's levels to this thing, man. Wow. It's levels to this thing. I mean, because a lot of people, you know, aren't educated and a lot of people don't know. So I think I think the most important thing for me now, as we are older, you know, it is the, the wealth building part. So let's get into the part where, you know, it might not be easy for a person you know, who's making, you know, $45,000, they, they pay child support, they right. got a car note, they got to pay insurance. Right. Like, what's some of the things that you can, you know, give people in terms of starting? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily saying you're going to win immediately, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but what's some of those things that you can give people that they can start doing their self? And then if they don't have, um, you know, the, 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 the wherewithal, mm-hmm. then they can call you or they can call somebody right. that they trust right. to kind of get them in line of what they need to do. Good question. I think first and foremost, you need to, you need guidance. So you're, even if it's nobody that you're paying for, you got to have somebody to talk to right. that understands money. Right. You got to get, you got to find a way to get with that. Then you need to understand what I call, and I don't really push this, but you have to do it is you you need a budget you need okay. a budget most people most people will have an excel spreadsheet that they work off of and stuff like that because what that allows you to do and you need to look at that budget every single day okay you have to look at your money every single day every single day you have to look at your money you're not going to build wealth without looking at your money every day 
Some people are scared to do that, though. Which is the elephant in the room. Right. Because they don't have the knowledge to understand how money works. Right. Which is why you have a coach and a mentor to kind of guide you through. Right. Because it's like like a baby, right? Once you once they start walking, <laughs> yeah. once they start walking, they're running, right? Yeah. You just have to get them there because they're conditioned mentally through generational curses. Right. That this is how it is. And if your mom and dad were scared of money and they taught us to what? Save and hold. What are you saving for? Right. You can't save because why? It's you people save. And so so let me not go, because I could go, I could go left so many times. But I think they need a budget. I think they need to be able to see what their expenses are, be able to quantify what their monthly bills are. Okay. And be able to understand the amount of income that's coming in to support it. Because once you do that, now you can see with your own eyes. And that's called the, a, what, the debt to debt, debt to income debt ratio. To ratio? Okay. Yeah, that's on that's on home ownership. I'm just talking about on just, your own finances. Okay. Utility bills, rent, right, right. Car, car payment, payment uh, 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 groceries, child support, whatever, yeah. groceries, whatever. Yeah. Know what that is monthly. Okay. Know how much income you're bringing in. If you find out you're in a deficit... Now you need to understand what you need to do about that. And I mean, and, and I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go all the way back, but I did. I see, I seen something the other day on Instagram. I, I have another friend of mine. I know a lot of real estate people, and um, I saw um, um, an advertisement she was doing, and she was saying that it was a nice house. Uh, it was being rent, rent to own, or uh, with the option rent with option to buy. Okay. And she was like, uh, credit score five fifty mm -hmm. to rent, mm -hmm. and it blew my mind because I was like, wait a. minute. Five fifty <laughs> for real, and I mean, I think right now my credit score is like six twenty ish, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which I know it could be a lot better. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I don't have to be in my mother's basement. Right. I can, I can, right. I can rent that <laughs> for five fifty. Five, you know what I'm saying? It's, but it's, she, but she said minimum income fifty thousand dollars a year. Right, right. So I was like, what? What if the person has the credit score, but they don't have the minimum? You know, what if they don't work income, somewhere right. where they have the income to right, get it? Right. Now, now they're they're deterred again because they're right. like, damn, I got this, right. but I don't got this. Right. So it's like, so you you work on those things. Right. You know, everything's a process. You work on it, um, but there's so many creative ways to be able for people to own own um, own, own homes today. They have options where um, um, they got programs. Yes. Out that will help with no money down. Yes. They got programs. I just heard about the, uh, well, not just heard, but a couple of years ago, the 203K loan. They got 203K loans right. where they do, actually, if you need renovation, you need improvement on the house. Right. Um, that you, you know, if you're a visionary type, you got a vision of your own or what you want it to look like, you can buy a house that needs some improvement. Well, they'll fund, you know, that, but it'll roll into your, your loan no, as well, right. you right. know, so you don't have to pay for it out of pocket. Right. Um, up front. Right. Um, one thing about money, um, I want to explain to people though, is pay now or pay later. There's no, you don't have to pay. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what people don't really understand. They right. always trying to get a hustle. Right. You either going to pay now or you going to pay later, mm. but you have to pay. Mm. There's no way around it. You know, um, you know, people don't really understand that that that's real. Um, but the 550 credit scores, the rent with the option to buy, you never want to purchase when you're unable to make a solid financial decision, okay. right? You know, so regardless of how the deal may look and sound. Trust me, there's plenty more deals out here in this world. Right. And there's going to be plenty more deals out here. Right. <clears throat> Wealth is created. Wealth is not allocated. 
Okay. So if somebody's trying to give you something, that's an allocation mentality. Okay. Right? Creating something is you going out, taking whatever product you have and going to push that. Right. Push that there to, to, to generate. You taking this podcast that you created from your brain and now you go to maximize it and get it on different platforms to ex- experience royalties and residuals. Right. right? You created that. Nobody can take that from you. Right. You go on vacation, the podcast and your employees still are still working. That's right. True. So you created that. Nobody gave you that. Right. So that's how that's how the American dream is really built. The only problem is 10% of America does that. Right. 90% are the people that are employed because they are too afraid. And I want to change that because I feel like I've been in that 90% for so long that, you know, it doesn't deter me to keep going mm. because that's not my mentality. Right. I mean, I feel like when my father died, he died a worker. Mm. He died mm-hmm, a workhorse, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that is still instilled in my brother and I. Mm-hmm. I mean, and my brother is, you know, venturing out. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I did want to, you know, hook him up with you okay. as well because right. he's looking for some, you know, um, buildings in Baltimore, want to do some things, right, you know, right, whatever. So right. I'll definitely hook him up with you. But right. I just feel like it's that I tell anybody, you know, the homies, T-Man, cool, you know, mm-hmm, you know, everybody. Mm-hmm, it's that time. Mm-hmm, it's that time mm-hmm, to really get out of that 90% and really get in that 10%. And once we get out of that 90% and make that 10%, 20 30 40%, right. now we can try to balance that right. thing out and right. give that, right. do what you're doing. Right. Give that, that, that right. resource, give that yeah. stuff back to people yeah. so everybody can be on the same right. page. Because one of the things that I'm learning that I see, you know, even if, if I'm driving on the Beltway, and I'm one of the people that will tell you, you know, one of my pet peeves, is if you driving in front of me and you, you you get in front of me and you put on your brakes, I'm pissed. Right. Because I feel like now <laughs> right. you stopping right. me from where I need right, to go because right, right, I was right. I, I might have been doing right. 65. I got my right, 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 right. Now you done got in front of me and put your brakes on. Now I'm like, dang, right, you, done, right, right. you done got me out my yeah, zone. Yeah, right, right, right. And I feel like the elephant in the room, a lot of, you know, talking about finances, you know, just talking about stuff that really matters stops people and be like, man, I, don't, I ain't going to talk about that. And now you're putting it off again. Right. And I feel like we're at the point where we can't keep putting it off right. because it affects us in so many other different ways. People don't understand that, you know, I, I heard one of the times that um, Mer- uh, in Maryland, um, money was the, was the number one factor of people getting divorced. Mm-hmm. Number one, mm-hmm. and then number mm-hmm. two was infidelity. But mm-hmm. number one, I was like, <laughs> "Damn, right, right." And so it's a lot of women that's out here, right? And you know, they make more money than a man. And I mean, and I'm cool with that. That's I mean, because the women they that's deserve fine. it because I feel like they they struggle for a long time to get that uh, that fair pay thing. And I mean, I, I'm I'm cool with that, right. right? But now, you know, they've been more they've been able to you know go to college, get their degrees. And I'm not saying the brothers not doing it, yeah. but it just seemed like more women are doing it. And it's like now I'm at the point where I want to help brothers, you know, kind of in in my situation where you kind of, you know, borderline, but you mentally you like what do I do? Mm-hmm. How do I build this? And so that's where I'm at now. I think I think I mean you touched on a lot of good things um just now. Um, women are powerful, um, especially black women. Um, you know, women, (laughs) women are doing such amazing things in life to the point where they're accelerating at a rapid, rapid pace Mm -hmm. where they benefit and, 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 or they help men, um, do what they do. My wife, prime example, she, she's the one behind all this. Right, I'm just the face, really. Right. Um, so all this kind of stuff, when you look at it, as Brandy Blair, That's you know, kind of thing. Um, 
so when it comes to income, and when you look at the so income too, they just they just do what they do, right? Then they do it well, right? Um, when you look at the real estate industry as well, there's way more women yes. realtors than there are men. Yeah. The problem I think with men is we stand in our own way because we're so egotistic, ego driven. That pride. That pride. Mm-hmm. We don't want another man, let alone another woman, help us. Right. Right. Man or woman. Right. We don't want nobody because we got it ourselves. Right. Right. But little they know that the woman is looking for that leader, that right. person who can be humble, that person who can take coaching, mentorship, and grow. Right. Women wants to feel solid. And when you we get the pushback, I think I think you talked about it on the episode too, uh, when we talked about the submissive thing and all that kind of right. stuff. You know, you really been listening. Women, yeah, women. That's what's yeah, up. yeah, no, I'm out here. That's yo, what's yo, up. you think I'm? That's yo, what's you know, up. I yo, mean, I I, I be like, it's okay. real, dude. Yeah. It's out here, man. When yeah. you out here, and again, you can't you can't hear. That's the thing. You can't hear. You can't listen to the whole episode, but you'll catch a few minutes, whatever right. you can. Right. You know, right. uh, whenever you can. But. When you start talking about the submissive role, because, yeah, I remember they was firing off. You know, the one was firing off at that joint. <laughs> was <too>. I, remember. <laughs> I remember. Women just want to be led properly. Right. And I think personally, my belief system is you have to have God over everything. Once they see that you're really a man of God and that there's no thing that can interrupt that relationship... Now they feel strong because now when you have the anchor of God, now you have your wife and your kids in that order. You'll get women out here that's talking, now my kids come before my men. That's not going to be the approach. Right. But it's more, it's more, they just need to feel secure. They don't feel it secure enough if with the men or where they are at that time. And I think that's the issue with why you get a lot of pushback and stuff like that. But even if a woman is stronger... Strengths and weaknesses is what y'all balance off of. Correct. Right? You know what I'm saying? So if your strengths is here, you know, they're gonna they're gonna, you know, my strength is finances on on that kind of stuff. My wife ain't no slouch. Right. But I got the edge over there, so right. she gonna let that go. My 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 wife's strength is is getting it done. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna stand in the way because she gets it done right. on how she wanna get in, in presentation. Right. Right? Um, so it, it's it's really about that. Uh the men and women thing, I think it's um you know, growth, it takes maturity mm-hmm. uh, for the man to really understand that. Humble yourself and learn, you know, and, 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 and be great. Because, yeah, women are women are great and they killing it. Right. They, and and, and what, would, what, would be, what would be kind of the starting point of, of allowing somebody who's now ready or in that mindset, in that mind state to kind of start building that future and, and building that, that, that hardcore financial stability that long-term financial growth you have to you have to take it serious number one but if I have to give tangible I want to give tangible instructions Mm -hmm. you don't have no time to save saving when you put your money in a bank, you're getting less than 1% what are you saving I I just checked my my, my savings account is 3% right and that's great yeah right you know, but rule of 72 says your money doubles every that number. So 72 divided by three, what's that? Let's see. Uh, you know, we got to do math in here a little bit. Mm-hmm. So 72 divided by three is 24. That means your money's going to double every 24 years. Mm. 
as a linear approach. You put a thousand dollars in twenty four years, you'll have two thousand dollars at three percent. Yeah, that's crazy. So you'll never do that. Right. But you're doing it. Right. 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 Because we don't know. Right. Right. So I say, I say, you don't have time to save. And the problem is, you save, you can save the twenty grand, but then don't go buy the house because then now what? Got to start all over. Again. Right. And, cause, and and I heard you talking about um, the four hundred one k thing too. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I think that when I first started working. Mm-hmm. It was one of the things that I kind of learned early right. about a 401k because I was asking them about, you know, company match. Right. What does that mean? And so it was a white guy named uh, Bob McNamee okay. who works with my job. He's real cool. And I kind of and I kind of tell people all the time that we got to get out of this space where the white man, the white man. I'm like, Joe, listen, he a white man, but he know numbers. And I feel like if I don't know him, like you just said, right. I'm going to go ask somebody that I know that knows. So right. I asked him about the company match when I first got to the company where I was at. And he was like, yeah, the company match. Is um up to uh five and a half six percent, okay. meaning that yeah. you know once you put in the full, you know your amount they'll match you this. He right. was like, so in my mind, I wouldn't put anything over that. I wouldn't put, you know, ten percent. I wouldn't put eight percent. I will put what they saying <laughs> that they're going to match right. you with, and right. just and just let it ride. Right. And so I was trying to you know get some education on that, and when he broke it down, I was just like, okay, damn. Right. So it's like, you know, how important is it to have a four hundred one k? And I, and it's like now. You know, I'm hearing people talking about 401ks and how they borrow from it, you know, put it back in 60 days so you don't get the penalty and right. all that. But I'm like, that's not something that you play with, though. Right. That's something right. that you just, you know, you know it's there, you put money into it, and then, um, you know, talking about this growth. I got an IRA, mm-hmm. but I wanted to, you know, ask you, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I, I heard something about a Roth mm-hmm. IRA, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. it's less traditional where, right. you know, mm-hmm. you don't have any, you know, um, penalties mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. of that nature. Mm-hmm. So kind of, you know, talk about that 401k, mm-hmm. that IRA and that Roth. So, so with the 401k, man, um, my, my episode the other day, um, that I talked about, I told people to max out the okay. 401k. Okay. So, what what Bob explained was that if you put the minimum that the company's going to match, mm-hmm. that's cool because that says that you're not going to leave any money on the table. Right. So that is true. Right. But to say you stop there, I would totally disagree with that. Okay. Because if the company allows you to put 20% of your money into this investment vehicle, you need to put that in there because what that's going to do is what's, we have what's called compounding, right? That's what I talk compound about. Interest. Compound interest. Uh-huh. When you have compound interest, notice compounding. When you have a credit card at $5,000, your interest and compounding interest, you probably end up at six, seven grand over the next five, 10 years. Okay. When you buy a house, you start off at $300,000. Okay. So compounding at $300,000 versus com- something compounding at $5,000 is two different things. Yeah, two different levels. Two different levels. Mm-hmm. So with the 401k, you're talking about your future. You're talking about your kids long being term. there, but long term. Right. You need to speed that process up to get to 300000 as quickly as possible because you don't know when it's going to be your last day. Yeah, they tell you 62, but you can leverage that bad boy way before that, and I encourage you to do so if it's an asset. Right. Right? Don't worry. The, the don't touch it and all this. Those are penalties. Those are rules. As long as you understand the rules and you're okay with the you rules, to work it. then you just work it. Right. Right? But that's going to help shelter you to then compound at accelerated level. So... You know, the 6%, I say do 20, right? If that's the max 20, if it's 25, do 25. Okay. You still got a limit 
See, they still put a cap on it. Right. The, you see? Right. The, <laughs> this whole game called capitalism, mm -hmm. they know this thing to a science. The problem is we don't know it. So if we don't learn these rules of how it works, then it's a problem. They put a limit on that. Because if you let if you let somebody put all their money in and just max out the whole time and they end up putting 40 grand that year, guess what? That's 40 grand that's going to get compounded. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So now you're over here leveraging the point where now you can get do more and then you're going to take away. If they told people that owning your own business was the best thing to do when you graduate or when you get out of high school, owning your own company and start your own business, there'll be no what? Schools. Right. Because everybody going to do it. Everybody going to do it. Right. There'll be no businesses because right. everybody got their own. Right. Right. But you still got a whole bunch of people that's not for that, you know, kind of thing. But 401ks... I think you should max out. It's a, it's an, it's a, again a tax deduction that you have. So, for example, um, you put the nineteen thousand dollars in for the year of twenty nineteen. Mm -hmm. You made a hundred grand. You now get to deduct nineteen thousand dollars from that hundred grand. So instead of getting taxed on a hundred grand, you'll get taxed on eighty one. Right. Right. So that's that's the that's the beautiful thing about about that. Dang. Then then you can leverage. Then you can leverage that nineteen thousand dollars. Right. As a loan and pay it back. They'll try to hit you in the head for interest of five percent. But remember if we do the numbers, right. Right? Five percent. Right. You talk about interest, you probably talking what? Two hundred dollars a month or whatever. Right. right. That's twenty four dollars. If it's twenty four twenty four hundred dollars a year, then what's my investment that I'm making this payment on? Right. If it's gonna return me more than twenty four hundred dollars a year, I you do, do that, that deal. Yeah. Right? It's it's the analytics to I do that deal and pay them back but later. But again, like you say, it's the education it's piece. It's the education piece, right? Don't touch it. It's for retirement. They're gonna penalize you ten percent. So what? Do the math. Right. If you don't do your math, you don't know what that means. Right. The evaluation period. That's on the four one K. On the IRAs and the Roth IRAs, those are after tax dollars, right? People don't realize. When I ask people what their biggest expense is, they'll tell me what? House. Or? Car. Right? Their biggest expense is taxes. Right. They don't talk about it because why? That's your silent partner. Right. He quiet. Right. That's your silent Hit partner. Back. Right? Federal tax, 28%. Yeah. yeah. Right? Social Security tax, 7%. Yeah. I look at my check sometimes, I'll be like, slim. 7%. Sales really? tax. Property tax, 3%. Miscellaneous tax, another 3%. What does miscellaneous mean? What, right. who, who's it go to? Right? Here's miscellaneous. Who is miscellaneous? So I need talk, to go to his office. You talk about miscellaneous taxes. Uh, or, 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 right, and who goes to this? I need to find out who you are, Slim. Other expenses, all kinds yeah. of stuff, right? Nursing, home assistance, yeah. for all kinds of stuff that gets crazy. You talk about, you do the math on that, that's 52% in taxes. Right, so if a person makes fifty grand a year, you talking about twenty six thousand of that goes to Uncle Sam. That's me, right? Yeah. So I only made twenty four, right? I'm living off twenty four. But when you go get qualified for a house, you get qualified on what? That's the fifty, good. right? You already behind now. Right. You hustling backwards, right. not realizing now you're at twenty four. So now you're at twenty four, right? Now from that twenty four that you made, right? You now gotta go and spend it on different things and get what? Taxed again. Yeah. So now you really, you know, so you at a point where, and I'm going to bring it back full circle, how do you get these people to start? You can't save. Right. You don't have no time to save because you're not saving for nothing. Right. You don't have nothing to save. Right. So the goal is to store. Oh, okay. I like that <laughs> word. <laughs> you, you saw my face. I was like, wait a minute, what? You store. Okay. You don't save. You store. Okay. Take the money and store it. 
You're storing it. You have to store it and you have to build it up, okay. right? So how do you store money? You have to make money. Right. So the key for the people, you can't stay doing the same thing that you're doing. You have to find a way to generate income that right. pulls in that's going to help store and accelerate your level to where you're now able to push and make these investments. Okay. Because now if you don't store and you don't um, find a way to generate income, you can still save. It's going to be at a slow rate. Your returns are going to be slow. But you can make a good investment on real estate and go right. get that kind of stuff. Right. But one bad move. Done. Don't one bad one bad mistake. One bad contractor that 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 messed the old money up. Right. That that said he's gonna be done in one week, took you 30 days. Right. Right? Now you over here pushing another month that you calculated that wasn't in a budget. Exactly. Right? And now you behind and now you, right. so so it's 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 real out here. And the problem I have with the social media aspect is it's all the good. Everybody talks about all the good of real estate, but they don't talk. Nobody about Nobody share. Nobody sharing their horror stories. Right. Nobody shares their horror stories. Right. You know. Um. So I started. I started recording my conversations with different investors and stuff when I'm talking, right. and I'm gonna start posting stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, just so people can know. Yeah, That's like yo, this is real conversations, yeah, man. Right. Like yo, nobody really calling when I call other agents and stuff right. like that. Right. Nobody really understand what so, really goes so, on. So, so would you? Would, I mean, so and your just just personal opinion because everybody's gonna have their opinion. Mm -hmm. Would you say? IRA versus Roth, one is better than the other. So, so they they they, they two different things. Um, IRAs are um, after tax contributions, right? So when you make money, you get to put it into a a, a, a traditional right mm -hmm. IRA. Uh, Roth IRAs are are tax deferred. Okay. Right. So you can put the money in a Roth, and um, you won't have no penalties. Um, you know, until you take it out, you know, down the road and stuff like that. Over, okay. I think, about sixty-two or fifty-two or something like that. Okay. But um, I think for most most people, and it all depends. It all depends on your your tax bracket and where you are okay. on what you do. So, okay. so in those cases, I tell people to contact a uh, financial advisor. Um, those are people that can, can help, tell you, you know, structure you based on your analysis. Um, that's one thing that I do not claim to be. Um, is a financial advisor. Um, I just understand money and how it works. Right. But when you want that advice on these products and services that they sell, right. then you go to them to talk about their products and services that right. they sell based on your 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 your, your picture, your makeup, you right. know. But um but they both do different things. Um you may you may use the IRA because your tax bracket situation is this, so it's it's better to use it that way. Right. Versus a, a wrong. So it's like no right or wrong, it's just no right or wrong, it's kinda of where you are. Where you are. Yeah, where you are. But most people are gonna probably be in a Roth okay. pay, uh space first. Okay. You know? So so let's let's kinda close out and start talking about this legacy thing. Because yeah. I think a lot of people need to know how important that is. Because I know when I grew up, um and, and even me and Hood, man, we talked about um, some stuff, and he he shared um, about a family situation where his um, great grandfather, I believe it was, had property in mm -hmm. uh, Suitland mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and had a couple houses mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on a street, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and told the kids that you know you can grow up in these houses, but can't nobody sell these houses. Right. All these houses need to stay in our name. Gotcha. And That's of dope. course, when Grandpa died. Mm -hmm. Things happen. Mm -hmm. People didn't, you know, manage their money right, and then they start selling these houses. Right. And now a development came through. And now yeah. it's gone. So yeah. I think, you know, um, <clears throat> I ain't gonna lie. I mean, we we, we gonna keep it a thousand. Right. 
I get mad mm-hmm. that I feel like a lot of families did not take the time when they were younger to take their kids to explain what legacy was so that way our parents could have gave it to us, right? Mm-hmm. And we got some great great grandparents who might have did it depending on what they level of business was. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we fell off so much and we, you know, even like who was saying, you know, can you imagine the fifty years we could get back if our parents would have told us what legacy was and how to build it mm-hmm. fifty years mm-hmm. ago, America would be totally different. Right. Black people, I mean not just black people, but you know, that that balance of power will be balanced because it'll be, you know, forty nine, you know, fifty you know, what is fifty one, forty nine mm-hmm. or fifty or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Because we just don't know. Now now that we're in a position that we kinda know better, you know, you got your um I'm just learning about annuities. Mm-hmm. I'm just learning mm-hmm. about you know, the difference between long-term, short-term insurance. Right. I mean, I, I did a nice um, episode with, um, with I got to say his, his his business name, Julian Coates. Okay, okay. I did an episode okay. with him, and okay. he broke down, you know, life insurance versus um, and, um, vehicle insurance okay. as well as home policies. And it just broke down a lot of stuff. Right. And so it's just now that you're learning, mm-hmm. you're like, damn, what if I – what's the old saying? If I knew this, right. then, right, right, right. damn, damn what would I, would I be, be what right? I be. So it's like now – Let's kind of, you know, talk about that legacy part. Like, now that you know, right. what do you do and how do you build that? So, let me let me talk about what, well, shout out to T-Hood, too. Um, let me talk about that conversation on the legacy building. The American dream of go to school, get a good education, go get a good job, work hard, penny pinch, save your money, invest in the IRA invest in a 401k, invest in a mutual fund, and 30 years after working, you'll enjoy freedom. That used to work. <laughs> so we can't get all irate about it when it was once working. Working, Right. The problem was, here you go to study your money. Shout out to everybody that's listening. 1971, Nixon changed the game of commodities and money to currency. When current, when the money got shifted to currency, and then they started to be able to what? Print. Mm-hmm. Now, that as soon as they were able to print, they were able to print more money out and about faster than people could make it. Mm. Gotcha. Now, as you was hustling in that work, now you hustling backwards because you can't keep up to the speed of the print. Right. Right. So now when that happened in 71, we was born 77, whatever, around that time, 76, 77. Mm-hmm. We're at that point where we just got, we was born right when it got changed. Right. It's like new information. You don't really catch privy to the new information till really? some years later. later. And by that time, it's too late. Right. 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 So when all of that was happening, you know, those conversations was going on at dinner tables. Mm-hmm. Right, so it was very small, intimate sessions where those conversations was happening, where right. the kids was over there getting sit down by grandpa and all that kind of stuff, who owned the farm and owned all, right. all this, owned all this stuff right. out, right? You know, claimed all this land and got it and all that. Right. You know, so so they were able to capitalize on that to the point where now they print so much money so quickly, we can't keep up and make enough because why? We still in an allocated mentality where we have to go in. For the money to come, which is why they call it income, mm-hmm. right? So when you look at that and and, a, and find that being the issue, you can't really get mad at the parents because they were in survival mode 
of having to get the that, job. That's true. That makes sense. They were in survival that's mode true. of being able to put us through school that's true. and keep us off these streets however the best way they yeah. could. Right, because I mean it's different today, but we was we was we were allowed in the streets a little bit, but they still kept us in in that, in those boundaries, right. right? So they were on that, that street side. Light came on, knew they, it was right, right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So right, you know what I mean? So that 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 side, they was on that side, so they couldn't really get us on on this side because they gotta go in and, and use their vacation days wisely, you know, for sickness and all that kind of stuff. So right. so we don't have that, but now the American dream that that that's that's out the window. So, so, and I don't want to knock teachers. I, I, I commend our teachers, my kids in school, and all that kind of stuff. You guys are amazing people. Um, but even them, I think they're underpaid. Absolutely. You know, I think they're totally underpaid. Absolutely. Um, you know, they that should, big they, that big strike that's out in Chicago. I was watching. They crazy. It's 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 crazy because the the, the stuff that they do. Now I ain't gonna say everybody. Because <laughs> there's some there's some slackers out there. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, and stuff like that. But for the most part, I think teachers are, are, are underappreciated. Um, and parents need to do a better job of trying to appreciate parents. I mean, teachers as much as they can. But the go to school, get the good education stuff is out the window to the point where now you at a point where you just need to make a change. Right. Right? To, you at a point. Shift that we mindset. Got, dude, we got... We got another twenty years. Yeah, good, good ones. A uh, good ones of yeah, hitting it hard one. because yeah. by the time we hit that sixty mark and all that kind I wanna, of stuff, I want to be chill. Kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we and actually we're gonna be relaxing a little bit once we hit that little bubble of the fifty type, right. of, you know, the kind of thing. But right. but at that point, um, you have to hit it quickly as quickly as possible um, to get the education. But I think mostly, you know, when when because the currency and money change like that. Mm-hmm. We have to focus on now, which is getting the information and creating it ourselves. Right. You know, so when you look at whatever your gifts are, whatever your strengths are, right. just use that right. as a platform to be able to reach right. the massive. Right. And one thing I realized opening up the brokerage is in order for me to grow, I got to serve. Right. If I'm not serving and I'm about me just trying to look good here on TV, it's not going to work. You know, so you have to serve. You have to give information before anybody buy, and you have to give it for free. Right. You can't charge nobody right now when you're trying to get. They gotta be able to buy into you, and they're not gonna buy into you after you've done it ten times. I mean, what was it said even in biblical terms that you know being a blessing means not really looking for it to come back to you in return. Right. That's what. Right. A, that's what a blessing right. happens. Right. And so I was mentioning it um, in, in other episodes that mm-hmm. I, w- I was reading a book, you know, when I really needed to, and it was called um, um, Knowing Your God-Given Talent, mm-hmm. meaning like your purest talent that God gave you. Mm-hmm. And one of them for me was servitude. Mm-hmm. And I think that now this platform for me is a, 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 some form of servitude to others, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, PTSD and I do an episode and somebody listen to one of the guests, they go, damn. I'm going through that. Right. That's me serving them to help them, right. you know, maybe right. get right. the help that they need. So right. I just feel like I look at things on a different mindset mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, what it is because right. it's, it's helpful. So yeah. I just feel like when you said that, it was like on point because that's how I look at it now. I don't look at it like I want to make a whole bunch of money doing this. I said, no, nah, I, I just feel like, you know, if, 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 I, if I die... I want people not to, you know, come to my funeral or or, or see my obituary and be like, damn, mm-hmm. 
I want people to be like, hey, that's a bad my man, man right there. That's a bad man. man. And then yo. and then people right. you know, lined up, my daughters, right, right. my nephews, right, right, right. my nieces, right, right. they all doing their thing. Yeah, they like, man, yeah, yeah, that man, yeah, that man yeah. was out there. You know what I mean? Right, 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 and, right. and of course, you, you think about the good times. Right, right, right. But then, right. of course, it's, it's sad because he's gone. gone right, but man, right. that when that man, man was here, yeah. man, he yeah, was getting it in. And that's kind of how that's kind of how I'm looking at it. That's good. And I mean, that's that's just what it's about, man. When we when we focus on that, it's gonna it's gonna happen, you know. But yeah, the money. When you start talking about money, I what I don't like. I don't like people that say, and I'm gonna say this again. I don't like people who tell the other people it ain't all about money. Mm. Now they're getting into their emotions. Mm. We're not saying that you're do anything for money. You're going to stab somebody back in the When you're talking about money and finances, if it's not all about money, then don't go to work. Right. Right. If it's not all about money, don't go to work. Right. Right. But if you are going to go to work, then it's all about money. Right. Right. So what we it, it, don't let people take it out of context on you and try to and people try to use it and Jedi mind trick people and be like, oh yeah, you're right. He's all about money. It's not a no 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 no. Get your hang around that. Right. Learn it. Right. Embrace it. Right. The elephant, you're uncomfortable with it. Say that's the reason. Right. right? Don't try to kill somebody else because you already and it, you know you already checked yourself out. Right. You know kind of thing. So so right. that's the thing. But the legacy is important, Kev. I mean, we have to. Um, we have to educate our kids, take them to the, take them to the banks. All mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I told the episode, I don't keep money in the bank because of that reason, mm-hmm. you know, and we can go into so many different places. Be like, yeah, where you keep it and all this kind of stuff and where you put your money and stuff like that. You leverage, there's so many different accounts that you can leverage, mm. right? That you don't even understand. But when you start understanding money, you put it here, put it here, put it here, you know, kind of thing just to kind of leverage to stay out that bank space. But educating them on how the banks work. Okay. Show them on paper. The kids are visual. Right. Right. So you can't right. just talk to them talk like to that. Them. You right. got to show them on paper what's right. happening. Draw diagrams. Right. You know. Right. Um, play the game. We have a game called Cash Flow for Kids. You know, play Cash Flow for Kids cash from Rich Dad. Yeah, kids. Rich okay. Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. Um, I play Cash Flow. Um, with my agents. You know, okay. and stuff like that. So okay. we over there, and they be looking like, "Is this a good deal?" I'm like, "Is it?" You know, it's one of those things where I'm gonna let Use you fall. In, yeah, I'm gonna let you exactly. fall. In, I'm gonna let you fall in your face. Exactly. You know, God, because you can. It's a game. Right. You know. Exactly. But it's it's no different. Monopoly was where it was at. Yeah. You know, buy four, change over to one. Yeah. You know, it's the same approach. Yeah. Um, but the problem is you have to make money. Right. Um, you know, to be able to 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 build, right? right. You know, you can leverage money. You still can get a whole bunch of money. But when I say make money. You don't have to focus. So what we try to do is focus stuff on our own, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, let me go get this property. Nah, Kev, I got a deal coming up, man. You trying to partner up? Right. Yo, Hood, got a deal coming. You trying to partner up? Right. You know what I'm saying? Your teammate got a deal coming up. You trying? Right. Yo, cool. We got. That's the only way you're gonna get it. Right. Because now we can go buy 15 units right. versus me buying one. One. Right. Right. right? So that's, that's the leverage, but the, we gotta get out of our <clears> way, <throat> especially when you start talking about men and men. Yeah. You know, you know, brothers and brothers, it's just an yeah. issue. We got an issue with it. Yeah. You know, and and but women, women love to see see that kind of approach. Because I, I was saying, you know, when we first got started, that I, I knew a friend of mine, and uh, he got his own HVAC, you know, business, and uh, he was talking about how he, you know, got the the the, the, the Bentley coupe, the, just picked up the Maybach, you know, um, credit score on eight hundred. I'm like, man, listen, that's 
those are all great things, dog. I mean, I, I watched you grow up, you know, on the south side with me. Right, That's right, what's right, up. Right, right, right. But there's always that but, but comma. Got it. Now it's time to reciprocate that right. back to the right, hood, son. Right, right. Like, I love the fact that you're successful. Trust me. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's people watching you like, damn, okay, I remember when Slim was, or I remember what. But now, it's, now that you solidify, you, you kind of comfortable where you at, it's really time now to do whatever you need to do, books, you know, whatever you need to right, do, you need right. to get that back to the hood, man. Because right, right. the brothers need to know, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, and 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 I, and I mean, just on so many different levels, because you know, you got haters out here that don't necessarily hate because they hate you. They just hate the fact that they can't get what you got. Mm. So now they want to rob you right. and take with what you got. Right. But if you 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 can switch that mm -hmm. and be like, mm -hmm. look, Slim, look, this how I did this. Yeah. Look, this that, how I did right, that. Right, right. Now they don't want to rob you no more. They want right. to be in your right. circle. Now you share it. Exactly. exactly. There you go. Exactly. Haters is no such thing as haters, man. I know we used to always call it. You hate it. You hate it. Right. It's not hate. Haters are people who quit on themselves. Right. That's all they are. Right. Right. This has nothing to do with anything like that. It's just people quitting on themselves. And, and giving up on themselves, right. and because they gave up on themselves, they want you to give up on yourself. Right. But it ain't gonna happen. No, you know it ain't gonna happen. You yeah, know, I, don't, I ain't when, going on like that. When the legacy is it, when when you're doing it for a bigger purpose and stuff like that, those 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 haters become noise to the point where the noise becomes muted to where it becomes insulated and you don't even hear anything no more. Right, it's right. And once you once you become large, your haters are, are now your chairs. Right, right. And that's right. what it is. You gotta you gotta use those 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 haters to encourage and clap. Yeah, because they was once going to hate, right. you know. But it's a it's a beautiful thing, man. And um, but the legacy is always going to still be important. Um, you know, again, it goes back into, you know, you got to generate some income. Mm -hmm. Um, don't save store. Mm -hmm. And then once you are able to store enough, then you start evaluating deals on how to get. Now, because now you got to take that money and invest instead of putting it in the bank now. Right. Right. So. Right. Makes um, sense. So that's the that's the approach on the tangible. So 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 in closing, man, you know, people didn't catch it in the beginning. Kind of give them a detail, you know, of, of what you do, who you are, and some of the things that you want to do going forward. So um, one of the things, also again, Mark Blair, broker owner, own real estate. The the my mindset is to change lives, right? Um, my goal is to I want to develop a, a company um, right now, and it's and it could be even. It, you never know where God gonna take you. You know, right now my vision and where I, where He has me right now um, is more creating entrepreneurs. Right? People don't believe in themselves. People don't realize that they are they can be a walking corporation. You are a walking corporation. If you have a social security number, you are a business. You just have to now get a product or service and sell it in volume. Mm -hmm. You know, you need a product or service, right? And you have to sell it in volume in order to build that legacy. But I want to be able to teach people how to become entrepreneurs, the beautiful and the benefits of being an entrepreneur, so they can create their own wealth, right? Once you start creating your own wealth, then you can control your own life, right? right? Which is the whole... Thing on why we have the company called Own Real Estate, right? Right. Ownership yeah. is where we want to be able to maximize and let people know you need to own, and it ain't just houses. We need to own businesses, yeah. Right. You need to own uh, daycare centers. You need to own schools. Right. You need to own hotels. Like you need to own your own laundromat. We have people in here now, laundromat owners, business owners, healthcare, um, trucking companies. Mm. 
um, um, assisted livings. Right. Right. So these are agents. And that that's are, smart. Like they in assisted here. Assisted living, medical industry. That's smart. Man. That's good money. Man, they in here working and they okay. just using the, 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 the real estate as a leverage tool to, get, to be able right. to continue to fund whatever it is you want to do. Right. Right. Most of these brokers out here, I'm just trying to be a different a different broker in the in the PG area because and and, and I will expand to the uh, DC D, DMV area, but these brokers when I watch them I study I study my then I don't even call them competition I study the others that are doing well and right. have done it for so many years. Right. How many people are they changing lives? These people got big corporations, big agents volumes in their office. How many people are understanding that they need to go out there and go build their own? Right. How many can do that? How many understand, you know, and, and when we talk about uh, investing and all that kind of stuff, we all think we're investors, right? Remember I said it's a 90-10 rule, mm -hmm. but if you look at the 90% of the people that own 10% of the wealth, a lot of those people will say that they own real estate. Right. Right. right? So how you still in the 90% and you right. over there doing your thing? Nah, it takes a while to get to here, yo. Right. You got to get to the ten percent. It's not buying a one or two house and flipping a property here or there and make fifty right. grand. That's not. That's not. What we told you you're still in the ninety percent because ninety percent of y'all are doing that. Exactly. Or let's just say eighty percent of the, out of the ninety is doing that. Right. Right. So, so they do understand that they need to do something. But, right. um, but me as a as a as a brand, I want to be able to establish that kind of legacy to know that when they see own real estate, they like oh entrepreneurs, business owners. Uh, yeah, agents that are business owners or people that buy houses in there pay their mortgages off in a third of a year. Right. Those people that understand, they educated, they know that their house is not an asset that they buy, so they're going to quickly try to reduce the interest to be able to pay it off in a rapid time in 10 years, 8 years, and not making double payments, pay, making, you know, not making the extra payments that everybody talk about you need to make two payments in one month. That's not how it works. Again, you got to understand the money to understand that, but that's the stuff that everybody understands that they're going to tell you how it works. That's not how it works. So that's the kind of approach what I'm doing um, to be able to incorporate into not only just my agents' lives, also their clients as well. You Tell know? them where they find you, man. Come holler at me, man. Mark Blair. I'm located at 4301 Garden City Drive. I'm right across the street from the uh, New Carrollton Metro. You could catch us in here with, in Suite 103. Uh, open Monday through Friday, um, you know, 9 to 5 as well. But you can also hit me up on some coaching business. Uh, you can catch me on Instagram at MoneyCoachMB. Uh, also, Facebook, MoneyCoachMB. And you can come. My website is coming soon. Um, but you can actually get there right now and find some information on me at IamMarkBlair.com. Uh, you can reach me out there. And, you know, yeah, like I said, we can have coaching sessions. Um, I also have... Uh, a book that I just launched that I got to share with you guys as well. I'll put it on social media so you guys can get uh, a view of what it looks like. But it's one book that calls uh, that's called How to Navigate the Home Buying Process. And as well, and I, that's for the home buyers that want to understand that. And the other book is Secrets Every Home Seller Needs to Know. So if you're in the market for selling um, a home and understand how it, what does it take? Because not all agents are equal so you want to really kind of get an understanding real easy reads uh but yeah that's where you find me all right i am mark blair.com oh, money coach mb that's me man, oh, man. kev appreciate i appreciate you. it man no thanks problem, man dog. thanks real talk Hey!
battle, homie, I'm the sixth man No need for game plans, I told you who I am Come out here and check it, you see why I'm the sixth man I'm the six man. I'm talking real talk. Here with the program. I'm the six street. I'm the six man. I'm talking real talk. Here with the program. But they call me heartened and I made them fit the beard when I rain these tears on all your top tiers. Yeah, the rain for some smoke. You wanna clip up over a hawk? I'm hot, Jamal Crawford, make a blazing trail to the rack. I'm Cliff Robertson. Say I was a king with the sack.